ability to have a good ass show? Today's gonna be a good ass show. All right, cool. All right, here we are. We're back again. We did two episodes in a row, everybody. Two episodes two. in a row, back to back, back to back, back, back to back. To back. And you know, I don't have anything to say about him this week. I don't have a rhyme. I don't. Ha- I don't have the 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 it, idea. I don't have it. It's just not there. I don't have the words to describe this dude. It just doesn't happen. But it's that guy over there. He's of course talking about Alex. I'm back again. I get another week. Another week. Another show. Um. And and. I mean, like my partner in crime said, I, I too am speechless when I think about that man over there. It's Jake. We're back. It's going to be a great show. We've got a ton. We were actually thinking about it uh, and talking about it every show, and we've got a bunch to get to. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of UFC, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it, like there was a, a lot of a lot of business went down this weekend, and we we got to get to that. But before we get to that, Alex, where can these find us to further engage with our incredible social media accounts so just uh just search us i mean any anywhere anywhere podcasts are available my show alex and jake place itunes spotify podbean google podcasts um, um probably some places i don't even know about um you you can go uh, find us on on instagram at red arrow productions twitter red arrow p uh red arrow uh deep south also on instagram posting memes and funny stuff um you got you you got us our patreon red arrow productions um we're, we're, we're we, i mean we're not hiding we're on the web we're on the web like dan tarantula like a, exactly facebook uh youtube youtube channels up subscribe put on the we're getting there put the notification on we're, we're working on stuff we're getting stuff going like i i mean i no definite date for for that but i'm saying if you turn on the 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 post notifications now you'll know when you'll know then boom yeah there's uh some things i've got in the the hopper that i'm looking forward to uh to creating Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so before you know i i i'm I'm lying to these folk and i'm sorry for it ladies and gentlemen but we've got to have an ask alex we do yep i think i think you 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 you're tricking me because you didn't mention it usually you give me something to go on (laughs) and say hey man I'm gonna get you today, and I'm like, okay, and today nothing. Okay, ask Alex. Let me get my let me get well, my headspace right. Hold on. You know there there are times when uh, you got to work everybody. Okay, let's do this. I'm ready. Let's do it. You you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. This is this is an interesting question. So this, there's a question, mm-hmm. and there are two potential bonus points Ooh. in this question. Okay. Okay. All right. So prior to 2017, mm-hmm. this state. Is the only state to grow coffee. Hawaii. Correct. Okay. What is the what is the second state? Uh, which started growing in 2017. Uh, I'm gonna go with Georgia. Incorrect. Dang it. California. Ah, see, I, California and Florida seemed so like I mean they they would have in my brain so like the climate similar to Hawaii at, for at least part of the year, right? But I was like I was like it's too obvious, it's too obvious. That's that's the trick. That's what Jake's messing with me. Can't be <laughs> California or Florida, and so I just went with another southern southern state. Southern state. Yeah. Uh, so here's your chance for your uh, second bonus point. Mm-hmm. What is the blend of coffee famous from Hawaii? The Kona? That's correct. <laughs> that's two points. That's two points. That erases one of your incorrect uh, answers. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're back to, uh, you know, you're only down three or so. <laughs> we're good. We're, I'll take we're it. Good. I'll take it. There we go. Yes. So. Again, I, I got to tell, I, I told you that I had a story, uh, a funny story about working out mm-hmm. uh, that, that I had to tell before before we got into this. So I had, I, I found this app. I was playing a game earlier today on my phone and it's like, hey, check out this workout app. And I was like, all right, I'll check out that workout app. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I had to do was it's like grab a door frame. And do like one arm, like you pull your entire body weight up with like lean as far back as you can and pull yourself up with one arm. 
I'm like, okay, that sounds tough. So I yeah. did it. And you know, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't a cakewalk. Um, but it was a cookbook because <laughs> as I, you know, I finished, I finished my set and I walk into the kitchen because I'm just, I'm walking it off. I'm shaking the arms out and I walk over there and I go, Oh, Hey cookies. <laughs> <laughs> It was the most like me moment I've ever had. It was just like the duality of my mind. Like, all right, let's let's do some workouts. Let's get in shape. Oh, cookies. Oh, cookies. Oh, cookies. <laughs> oh, hey. I was like, oh, oatmeal rescue cookies. Secret ingredient love. Damn it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Secret ingredient love. Love. Damn it. I love it. That's awesome. That's so, super yeah. funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's the life of me working out. But I figure, you know, I was already operating, you know, with a, uh, <clears throat> I was operating with a caloric deficit. So, you know, I could I could manage to take in some oatmeal. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I was power loading. It's fruit, to, fruit and oatmeal. That's 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 what that was. You needed to to intensify your muscle endurance. Right. Everybody knows that carbs are the new or the new protein. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I know that you have a list for me I that do. you wanted. You wanted to read, and you wanted my opinion. I and I know just as much about this list as you do about Ask Alex. Bingo. So this is this is a list I, I came across on on the the interwebs, and uh, I thought it was I thought it was just kind of like, like as I described it pre-show uh it's it's 31 items long and i think 29 of them are 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 uh pretty funny if not at least mild like like uh mildly thought provoking for a second you kind of ponder it and you're like hey that makes sense all right so how would you like me to respond to each would you like me to respond to the list in whole would you like me to go item by item Uh, how how would you like me to take in this list so i i was thinking uh, it's, it's, I will get through it fast enough. You can probably respond, um, item by item. Okay. So um, like word association, k- kind of, just kind okay, of what, what I'm you ready. think about it, what you think about it. So I'm this, ready. We're all familiar with, with Murphy's law. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is Murphy's combat laws. Murphy's combat laws. Okay. Yes. So the, the, uh, and I'll, I'll real preface is kind of a, a hard start here in that. The first and the 31st items are the ones that I don't think are as awesome as the rest. So whatever. But the first one in Murphy's combat laws are you are not a Superman. Mm-hmm. Just remember that. Uh, okay. n- number two, if it's stupid but it works, it isn't stupid. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's just – that's just – that's good. That's a truism. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the third is don't look conspicuous. It draws fire. Mm, I, I find that looking conspicuous uh, keeps people away. <laughs> Maybe not on the battlefield, though. I, yeah. Okay. So, I, I'm. Murphy's I'm. Combat law. I'm taking this into the combat of the the concrete jungle of Seattle. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, before, when in doubt, empty Whip your magazine. Oh. I think basically that's the same thing. That's <laughs> same the same. Thing. That's the same thing. Uh, uh, never share a foxhole with anyone braver than you are. Okay. Never forget that your weapon was made by the lowest bidder. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If your attack is going really well, it's an ambush. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no plan survives the first contact intact. That I mean, that's that's that is actually pretty interesting to think about. I mean, no, pl- and we can we can talk about we talk about that a little bit with our ideas. You know, none of our plans that we've worked out are the same as when they started. Ever, it's not even close. Yeah. Most of them are almost unrecognizable when when we if you compare back to the first conversation we've ever had about a plan and whatever it eventually turned into. Right. So different. Um. All five-second grenade fuses burn down in three seconds. Uh, I mean, expect the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, try to look unimportant because the bad guys may be low on ammo. 
That I mean, that's <laughs> uh, yeah. I fly low. Yeah. Uh, if you are forward of your position, the artillery will fall short. Ah, sorry, cats are being loud. Um, let's see. Not sure. Not really sure what I make of that one. Neither. That one seems very combat appropriate. Like, like uh, it's combat. very specific. To yeah. Some, like, there's somebody right now. Like, I bet you Mike would laugh his ass off at that one. You're like, ha! But so, um, the uh, the enemy, the enemy diversion you are ignoring is the main attack. Uh, the important. This is like the white guy, like Sun Tzu art of war. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm imagining like I'm imagining this list is that that old like um, movie stereotype like gruff general he's like chewing on a cigar just like listen here men he's like the attack that the thing that you're ignoring is actually the oh, apparently he's voiced by Vince McMahon yes, <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a real attack damn it um let's see the this one this one's a, a back to back it kind of relates but it's two tech it's two separate items but it's the the important things are always simple. The simple things are always hard. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, the the, the, the easy that. way is mind. Is mind? Yeah, like landmines. It's mind. <clears throat> oh, okay. They're like, yeah, come in over here. It's open. It's free for you and your buddies. No. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. They put mines down. Watch out. All right. Um, if you are short of everything except er, – er, if you are short on everything except enemies, you're in combat. Okay. Uh, I want to go back – like I kind of want to go back to that one before. It reminded me of Rocky okay. Four when he's like, there's no easy way out. Dun, dun, dun. There's no shortcut home. And, like you can't take the easy way out. You can't. And, yeah, that, that's how you get shot up and in, in, apparently. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. Um, <laughs> incoming fire has right of way. Yeah. <laughs> That one just made me laugh. I, uh, friendly fire isn't. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, if the enemy is in range, so are you. Yep. But no. not necessarily. I disagree with that. Uh, There's a reason why they call it uh, like our military superiority. If you have a better gun than the other guy, then he you are not in range if he's in range. Are you telling me that a sniper is in the same range as the guy that he snipes? No, I disagree. Get out of here. Get better. Get better at war. Get better at war. American government, get better at war. Uh... <laughs> get better at war, name of this episode. <laughs> no, no combat ready unit has ever passed inspection. <laughs> uh... Yep. That. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's like my, my saying that my solutions are rarely elegant, but they are effective. Yeah. Uh, Things that must must be together to work usually can't ship together. True. <laughs> I deal with that being being in the warehouse where I work. Like that stuff happens all the time. Where they're like, "Yep, this fitting requires this flange," and they're two different companies make them, and they come from two different places. So uh, have fun hoping they both show up on time. Go ducks. Go ducks. Um, let's see where are we at. Uh, the radio will fail as soon as you need fire support. Yeah, I mean, that's like your Wi-Fi going out. Right. Uh, anything you do can get you shot, including doing nothing. I like that. Uh, tracers work both ways. The only thing more accurate than incoming enemy fire is incoming friendly fire. Make it tough for the enemy to get in, and you can't get out. That's a good one. Uh, if you take more than your fair share of, of objectives, you will have more than your fair share of objectives to take. And I think, no, see, my thought went to, I think we've discussed this on the show before, is that uh, if you, at work, you should always go a little bit above above the call of duty to, you know, secure yourself as a asset to the team. 
But if you do too many things for free, you're going to be required to do too many things for free. You, you, you did them. You did them. It's, it's a classic, you know, if you're good at something, you never do it for free. Bingo. Bingo. Um, let's see, and then. How many more of these do we have? Two. Oh, okay. You got to, you weren't counting this whole time? No, man. Why not? <laughs> Who counts to 31? The military. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, when both sides are convinced they're about to lose, they're both right. Yeah. And the last one, which I thought kind of we, we've we've discussed this kind of thing in theory before. I don't I can't think of a specific conversation, but this last one I really like, which is professional soldiers are predictable, but the world is full of amateurs. Hmm. I like that one. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I don't I, like I said the. The, the thought process of it in my brain, I don't know if I could explain it out loud to the listener or to you, but like it just – that statement just kind of made sense to me. No, I, I, kind of, I, get, I think I get where you're coming from uh, because like it just kind – you just kind of get it. Like yeah. if you have to fight someone who's a professional, you can tell what they're going to do. The problem is the kind of people who want to fight you are not professionals. Right. Right, like, I mean, we're going to talk about UFC here. And that's a, a really nice segue. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to talk about UFC, where I can look at all of the, 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 the training videos and montages and stuff of somebody like Conor McGregor, who we'll, we'll be talking about, of course, um, and, and, and theoretically know how to fight. None of that would ever pertain to, like, a, a, a real-time, like, bar fight. Right? right, that drunk guy isn't gonna isn't gonna wait for for Herb Dean to come in and say, "All right, touch gloves, let's do this." Type of a thing. He's not gonna be like, "Hey, no hitting him in the balls." Yeah, none of that's gonna happen, right? You might you might coincidentally end up in a fight that's a pretty straight up punch each other in the face, see what happens, who falls over first. But probably not. Probably not. You're gonna be pushed and shoved and trip over a bar stool, and someone's gonna try to punch somebody else who's not involved and. It's usually just a lot of grabbing and pulling. You know, there's that. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, in theory, you could be ready for a real fight. And then when you get into a fight in real life, you have no idea what's going to happen. Exactly. So what do you think about that UFC thing? Man, the the WWFC. <laughs> I like that. I've heard, <laughs> that. I've heard a lot of people obviously comparing it to... to professional wrestling in one meme or another but i haven't heard that one yeah I, I think that's a that's a jake adelphia original right there i like that one a lot <laughs> um no I, I, it was entertaining um i do want to talk the it, you know you tuned in for five fights and you got seven it was yes. my favorite uh, joke i've heard so far um and you know i kind of it's so funny that conor mcgregor is was absolutely right at the end of it uh, he posted something on Twitter that uh, Deep South shared with me. Mm-hmm. It said, "We may, I may have lost the fight. We won the battle. Yes. And it's really interesting to think about because when you think, like, the two guys who he got involved with in the ring are now banned from competition from UFC. And now everybody is talking about how Khabib flew off the handle. And no one is talking about how the fact that Conor McGregor tapped out. Well, Conor, so to the best of my knowledge, uh, Conor McGregor has now lost four UFC fights. And mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, uh, if, if, if not all of them, three of them have come from rear naked choke submission tap outs. Like if you get Conor McGregor in a rear naked choke, he's going to tap out. That's, that's his entire career summed up in four losses. Like he's never been knocked out. He's never been... He's never bled so much they had to call a fight like they did in a, in a in the was it the Ferguson Pettis fight before that like if you can choke him out he'll tap and he taps early like it's quick he he just knows I'm not getting out of this tap yeah he's like I'm gonna go home <laughs> like and but that was that was what I thought was was interesting is like you 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 take the the pre-fight shenanigans right is 
is Conor McGregor attacks Khabib's like bus and he's throwing the the hand truck and the chairs and he's breaking windows and he's screaming and pounding on stuff and he ends up spending probably I, I don't know how long a very short period of time in jail because he can you know pay his bail and all that other stuff but and, and everyone everyone then was talking about how Khabib kept his composure was so nice and stayed on the bus and didn't interact and, and all of that right and then the fight right. actually happens and it's the exact opposite. Like everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Connor did exactly what he should have done. He waited in the ring. He didn't engage. He didn't make it any worse from his side of of things. Everything's okay." And Khabib is this lunatic who flew off the handle, like you said. And he's he's his purse to the I mean to the best of my knowledge. I I tried to find something saying that they've actually paid Khabib, and I couldn't find anything yet. Right? Connor got his check that night. Khabib still hasn't got paid yet. They're talking about him being deported and no no work visas. And if he ever fights for UFC again, it's going to have to be outside of America and all of this other stuff. And it's like, that's crazy. So I've got a really big problem with the UFC um, in at the end of that fight. Um, you, you picked up the the microphone, picked up the conversation between Dana and Khabib. Yes. And he says... If I put this title on you, this ring is going to fill with trash. And Khabib seems to be like, okay, I'm going to leave now. Were it me in that situation, I would say, tough shit, I'm the champion, put the belt on me. I I definitely... I'm, I'm sorry I, I took out your golden boy, put the belt on me. I definitely would have... I would have reacted in a similar fashion to what you're describing is I would have been like, I mean, it, it's a lot like the way Connor reacted when he won his second, but you know, when he held two yeah. belts at the same time, if and, you don't give me that belt, you are going to be stripping me of the title because I'm walking out of here with it. Yeah. Like he, he was like, where's, where's, I want both belts. Where's my other belt. Give it to me right now. I want both belts now. Right. And they gave it to him and everything was good. But I would have been that way, especially after that fight. Right. All of that. But I do think that Dana White made the correct decision in not giving him the belt because it he made the would correct have business a, decision. Yes, it would have been a riot. It would have been an absolute riot in that stadium or arena. Yeah, but at that, I mean, at that point, I mean, I'm I'm looking at I I mean, and could be probably wasn't looking at the politics. He probably just wanted to be over it. Right. But at the same time, like you've always, you've got that point where you're like, well, they didn't give me the title. It's my title. You need to give me my title. Suddenly you, you have a little bit of your moral high ground back. Yes. So yes. Yeah, that that's, that's my position on it. Um, I want to talk about some fight psychology. Okay. So do you believe that the first punch of a fight is as important as the last punch of the fight? I mean, I guess I've never, thought about it until you said it right now but yes then dominic reyes knocked out osp okay uh it, like you go back like did you did you see this part of the of the, uh the evenings of festivities or did you just see the 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 business um i watched all of i what i saw the basically the whatever the four fights on the main card so i saw the girls fight Watterson okay. And... Okay. So yeah. So you did see the this is the one that went to decision. Uh, Reyes just absolutely tags OSP and puts him down. Yeah. Like realistically, that's a knockout. Yeah. And the referee was running over to call a knockout. Reyes is walking off, and because the bell rings, the referee or you know the horn sounds, bell rings. You know the, yeah. that's the boxing side of me. Mm -hmm. The you know because the horn goes off. Instead of calling for the knockout, he stops and says, okay, you have a chance to stand up. Oh. Now, yeah, and to me, that is an absolute robbery. And, it is, and to, to me, it's all it's saying is like, in the sense of boxing, it'd be like, you know what? The last 10 seconds of this don't matter. Because if you get knocked down in the last 10 seconds, then who cares? Because it doesn't matter. Yeah, isn't it like a standard boxing thing that you can't be saved by the bell? Right. And so that's why I, I was like, what is this? Like, give the guy a knockout. You were like, holy crap, that guy's unconscious. I better save his life. Oh, give him a chance to stand up because the horn went off. 
Yeah, that's fair. I just I just did not approve uh, of that. I was like, come on, give the guy a knockout. He deserved it. But he still got the win. Yeah, and, and, but what if he didn't? Right. I I mean, what if? And that's the problem that I have with this is in the grand scheme, the only thing that matters is that his purse is different. But what if OSP absolutely dominated that fight? Does a knockout punch is a knockout punch negated because of when it was thrown? If uh, within if it's within the the time period of the fight, does it matter if it's thrown with a minute to go in the round or a second? It it matters if you're if it certainly matters if you're being if the rules of the fight state that you can be saved by the bell, then yes, it absolutely matters. But I I guess I. Did, I, did, I don't follow UFC enough to have no, to notice that they didn't give him the knockout. Like I like I went to boom the judges scored it and I guess you were that's that's I never thought of it. Holy shit, you're right. He definitely yeah, should have got a knockout. Yeah, because that walked away like that was a walk away knockout. Like he hit him, guy fell like a, a sack of hammers, and he's like, well, I I win this fight. He and... did too. You're right. Like he didn't even pursue to like the ground. Very, very. Like he he hit him and like stepped forward and kind of heard the bell and was like, "It's over." Like that well, guy's he, not getting up. He, he knocked his ass down. He saw the ref coming in. He's like, "Well, there's no point in me trying to jump in there and hit him again because I don't hate the dude." Yeah, like... I win. And then and then yeah, if they didn't, if his record isn't what I don't I don't know Reyes's record off the top of my head. Uh, ten and zero now. Okay, if it's not ten and zero with one of those victories being a knockout, you know, like that victory also being counted as a knockout, right? He's ten and zero with eight knockouts. It should be nine knockouts. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I agree. And, he, and also, when you consider that you get payouts for knockout of the night, you should definitely be cons- could could be concerned that you didn't get a knockout. It's true, but the. I mean, I know, I, I know, I know. Performance of a night exists. I know performance of the night exists, and you can give out as many of those as you want. But it's it's the principle of the matter here. Oh no, it's, I was just gonna say in that particular. I, no, I'm night, I'm yelling I'm yelling at our our listenership. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, I can I can feel the heat, and I'm I've got the hose out. Like I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> you're ready. I was gonna say in that particular one that the the. Who's the guy? My my balls was hot. Who's that guy? <laughs> my balls was hot. Oh, the greatest line maybe in the history of television. Like that one. That guy had Derek that, Lewis. Derek Lewis might have had knockout of the night. Like he just dropped that guy with like t- ten seconds left in the fight and was like, ha ha. He was getting his butt kicked the whole time. That's like the exact example that you used in 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 like. In, in theory of the the OSP fight, right, was, well, right. what if OSP had dominated that whole fight? Well, in the Derek Lewis fight, he got dominated the whole fight, knocked the dude out in, with, like, 10 seconds left. Yeah, so there you go. Like, the actual, yeah, 4.49, 11 seconds to go in the third round. They called a knockout. Yeah. And he was definitely going to lose that fight. If it goes so, to decision, he loses 100%. So if that punch happens nine seconds later, he loses. Yes. And that is that isn't fair. All right, yeah. All right, that's cra- it's crazy if because I guess I didn't put it all together when I was watching it because uh, you know I was with friends and you know we were doing what you do when you watch a UFC fight. So you talk to friends and you look up when the crowd when Joe Rogan goes oh yeah, pretty much and um, so I guess I didn't put it together that those are like the two. Like like exact example extremes happened like back to back. That's yeah. I and I, I until you said that I didn't even think about the fact that my balls was hot, knocked the dude out, and was losing that whole fight. He lost but that I, whole I, like, fight. I had most of that fight blocked out because his match, his fight before that was awful, and I was like, I do not want to watch this guy. What was that? What was what? No, him oh, knocking his, the dude him out. Yeah. out. The way your head moved in the video, I thought you were like looking at something. I was like, oh, what? What is that? <laughs> It's a fly in here. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that Derek Lewis one was was a, a a crazy fight. Like I've I've never I've never seen that like like happen that way of like get totally 
just worked and dominated the entire fight. And then like one haymaker, one haymaker that close to the end. I've seen haymakers throw and connect and knock people out in boxing and UFC, but I've never watched it 11 seconds left in the fight. Yeah, and, and the cra- like when you looked at the replay of that punch, like the dude just did not protect himself at all. It was like Derek was okay. I guess you here. I guess I guess here's my shot. <laughs> hey, it worked. But, but so, oh. I I also want to talk about this. It, it kind of it, it came up in the night we were watching watching lay fights. Mm-hmm. That Joe Rogan is Oprah for men. You okay? You did text me about this, and you wanted to discuss this further. And I think uh, I mean I could scroll through the text, but I'm not gonna. I'm pretty sure that uh, I I just said like yeah, let's talk about it. But I also pretty much that that is pretty that is what you said. But yeah, in my head, are oh, you watching fights now? Pretty much. I was I was uh my my thought went immediately to like I like I agree with the 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 proposed concept of that statement like the sentiment of it the sentiment of it i agree with but i also like i have to disagree because of all of the things we know oprah does, like the the actual things that oprah has done and the actual things that joe rogan do are are not the same right joe rogan's never given 130 people a car no, but he, he has been punched in the balls by a, a Vegas prostitute. Did that really happen? That really happened. Hilarious. <laughs> um, so what what I'm saying is like is like yes, like the the way the way Oprah has has it, at least I mean maybe you tell me what you meant by this later, but when I think about it, like they both have very like positive kind of pull yourself up by your own bootstraps like mentality of, of life of like everyone can do it. If you focus, work hard and stay committed, that kind of a thing, which is really, really good. And bros and dudes and men listen to Joe Rogan because of that kind of a like, yeah, he's right. And I'm sure like Oprah has affected people that same way of like, she kind of came out of nowhere and she's the richest, at least one of the richest females on the planet was the richest for a long time. Don't know if she still is. Um, and so it's like, yeah, I see the sentiment there, but again, Oprah gives a bunch away for free, and she opens schools in Africa, and she does all this stuff, which Joe Rogan would probably do if he also was worth billions of dollars. But, but he's only worth millions. But he's only worth millions, and he does live in Southern California where it's very expensive, so he probably needs millions. Um, but that's that's where my brain went of like, absolutely, you are right. He's Oprah for men, except for he's definitely not. Yeah, like I, I wasn't trying to say that, you know, the perpetual philanthropist that, that Oprah is. But what I'm saying is that he he does add some level of, of credibility like, oh, well, I heard it on Joe Rogan. And you're like, oh, OK, well, yeah, definitely. That's definitely That's true. true then. Joe Rogan could have a book club right now and that book would be a bestseller immediately exactly like that's what I'm saying if you if you had the Joe Rogan book club it would be the number one New York Times bestseller tomorrow yes absolutely you're right the the level of influence that Joe Rogan has over men that the people like over the people who made his podcast the most listened to podcast in the world the influence he has over them would would completely shift like market trends if he decided to to do that kind of a thing. Like, hey, I really so I'm Joe Rogan. I really like books. You should check out this book. It's called this. Yeah, that book. <laughs> we got the author on my show. It would be immediately sold out at every Barnes and Noble and and local bookstore and everything and Amazon um, like right away. Yeah, that, right, yeah, that's right. that's basically what I'm that's, saying. Yeah. I guess I didn't think about it from an influential standpoint. I thought of it. I went too literal with it. You're absolutely right. So that's crazy. So how are you initially? Because he is he has become so prolific in 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 media. How were you initially introduced to Joe Rogan? What was the first thing you saw him on? The, the well, the first thing I saw him on technically was news radio and i didn't okay. know like i didn't know it was joe rogan obviously i whatever years that were in the 90s or whatever like my my dad was 
Because either my dad or my mom was actually a fan of like Phil Hartman. Right. And so when they when whichever one of them was the fan, I can't remember, found out that he was going to be on this new sitcom, they checked it out. It was entertaining and they watched it. I remember it being watched consistently for I'm pretty sure what was its like five season run. Like that was one of those every Wednesday night we're watching news radio. Yeah. And news radio was also where I was introduced to Joe Rogan. And coincidentally, he was still Joe from news radio for like the next several years to me. Like, because that's all I knew him from. It's like, um, Zach Galifianakis was introduced to me from, uh, Tim and Eric awesome show. Great job. And so for the longest time, it's always just Terry Green, like the characters <laughs> he played on the show, because I didn't know who Zach Galifianakis was. You're like, hey, Terry Green's in that new Hangover movie. We should go see it. And everyone's like, who is Terry Green? Like, you know, you don't have a Terry Green machine in your house? <laughs> That's awesome. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. no, it was definitely news radio. Yeah, that. Oh my God! Like you want to talk about a murderer's row comedy? You've got Phil Hartman, mm-hmm. uh, a young, still funny Andy Dick. Um, a very much still funny Andy Dick. Like, yeah, yeah. And he played his role perfectly. Like he was the the hypochondriac, weird, nerdy guy, mm-hmm. and he played that role perfectly. Um, Dave Foley, who's Dave Foley. the the consummate straight man. Uh, just absolutely had the he had fantastic uh, chemistry with with Phil Hartman. Just the things that those two would get into together, you could just tell that they loved working together. Because yeah. uh, I, I felt like Phil Hartman was a lot like Tracy Morgan uh, in the sense that he would just throw something at you to see how you'd react to it. Uh, right. And Dave Foley, with because of his times in uh, on Kids in the Hall, had that sense of improv and, and, and comedic timing and oh things aren't going perfect how do I react to this well and and on on Joe Rogan's podcast he talks he's he talks I mean all the time it comes up especially when he's talking to other comedians and things like that as a guest that he he doesn't want to do TV at all anymore uh, because news radio basically ruined it for him right in that they had I can't remember the creator of the show's name, but they had their like writer's room and they would write everything and everything was good and they'd get their script, right? And then a bunch of the writers would, you know, there was there was the punch in, punch out guys who were just there to collect their paycheck and write a show. And then right. the rest of them would, and, and Dave Foley was one of them and, and Phil Hartman would do it a lot too. They'd basically sit around after everyone else left and rewrite the show that would be obnoxious and they would well like most of the actors didn't know you know what i mean they only get one script right so it'd be obnoxious if you were the guy who decided he wanted to go home at five and you show up the next day and find out that everything you wrote is gone now but i i mean be better at writing and it would stay in the show i guess fair but the like dave foley and the creator and all this stuff they basically just stay up all night getting like drunk and and delirious from just being tired and just write the most ridiculous stuff down and then hand it over to somebody like Joe Rogan or Andy Dick or Phil Hartman or whatever and be like, hey, how can you make it better? And then all the improv and everything comes into it and it just becomes its own beast. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That that was so what was so crazy about that show. I mean, there were so many good just comedians here. I wanna I wanna go. I, I'm getting to the the casting crew because I want to make sure I get everybody in who's a main character. I don't want to leave anybody out because there were so many of them that were really good. Uh, Stephen Root as the eccentric eccentric billionaire Jimmy James. Um, Maura Tierney, uh, that was a name I was trying to remember. I kept wanting to call her Morna, and I knew that wasn't right. Um, had a role in Liar Liar as Jim Carrey's wife. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Vicky Lewis is Beth. Uh, she's been she's kind of bounced around on TV. Joe Rogan, of course. Phil Hartman, who who's no longer with us. Uh, Condi Alexander, who was actually on one of the CSIs as one of the medical examiners. Uh, mm-hmm. John Lovitz spent time um, on the show after Phil Hartman died. Uh, Patrick Warburton. 
he did a few few things. Norm Macdonald showed up as the lawyer, and just basically anybody who was ever funny in the '90s was on this show. Yeah, they just what? they just popped in, whether it was a, a a bit part or a recurring role or whatever. It was just like, oh, you've made somebody laugh in 1996. Come on our show. Come on our show. <laughs> you in the contract? Cool. Come on. Come on our show. And it's like that's where. And again, like, and and Joe talks on his stuff all the time about how originally that role was meant for um, Ray Romano. Oh my God, he would have been terrible in that role. Or or would would Dave Foley and the creators and everybody be able to write to his strengths? Oh, and... make like the weird, like awkward sort of uh, like electrician instead of the the muscular Jersey guy. I. Oh, Dennis Miller showed up for a few episodes. Nice. I forgot. I, I just that that popped into my memory. Dennis Miller in the '90s when he was funny before he went politically crazy. Yeah, and and then uh, got on Monday Night Football and was terrible, but still pretty funny. But still pretty funny. Den, Dennis Miller in the what was it the the what were those payphone commercials? Ten ten two twenty. He was ten ten two twenty. There was C A L L A T T was another one. Yeah. Yeah. 1-800-C-A-L-H-E-T is right down the that center. Right down the center. <laughs> the center. Yep, I remember that, that one. Who was that? Was that Carrot Top? Uh, I think that was Carrot Top. Or Carrot Top was 1-800-COLLECT, I think. Did you use those? Never once. Really? I, I mean, I was... At the time that that was a thing, I was six years old living in Alaska. Like, my parents... I, I was with an adult everywhere I went in life. Like, I never had to pay phone somebody... Oh, well, I mean, I was, I mean, they still used it up through like our early teens. I mean, it's not as though it was, it ended. I mean, there were still payphones. Like, I remember the Gateway Mall in Springfield, Oregon, when they had like a bank of payphones over by the giant ATM over by Movies 12. I definitely remember the bank of payphones, and I've used payphones before, but I can tell you when the commercials stopped happening, I didn't know you could still use those like, Oh yeah, you can still dial right down the center. <laughs> that I didn't know. I, I every time I've used a payphone, I've scrounged up seventy five cents or whatever, dumped it in the thing, and and hoped that I didn't run out of time before my mom knew where I was at to come pick me up. Do you remember there was a commercial? Uh, I think it was Geico, but like before they completely jumped the gecko. Um, the the guy calls and he's like, "Hey, uh, I'd like to make a collect call to Bob. So- the Auto Baby eats a boy." Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's like, oh, who was that, honey? It was Bob. They had a baby. It's a boy. Just I, like I remember that. That's up there as one of my favorite yes. commercials of all time. We, it, it, the I remember the kind of um, the like the the nervous kind of I don't want to say twitching, but he's kind of moving the guy as he's holding the phone. He knows he's got to say all of it in like two seconds. So he's like, right. he looks like he's getting himself ready. He's like, okay, yep, I'd like to place a call. Okay. Name, please. Uh huh. It is Bob. We out a baby eats a boy, and then it was like you're getting a collect call from Bob. We out a baby eats a boy. No, and he hangs up. That's he's so. Like, he's like, uh, yes, that was a great commercial. It 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 inspired me to like when I named things when I named characters because up until recently the last name Tabor, any video game ever. Um, up until T's Tabor broke in the the University uh, of Florida pro, uh, prospect, mm-hmm. so now Tabor's finally in games. It was fi- it was in the show seventeen, and now like I can finally hear my name in a video game, and it's like it's still so like interesting to me. I'm like, oh, I can hear my name finally after all these years. I don't have a regular ass name like Maxwell that I can just get. Don't look ev- at me like that. <laughs> I- <laughs> Anyway, they don't so get this... the webcam version of this, but that was aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I I always had to resort to naming things weird things, and we've talked about that on like NBA 2K and so forth. But some one of my favorite ones I've ever come up with was on Fight Night. It was a, a bomb game, and my guy's name was Poonshu Indeface. Poonshu. Face. <laughs> and he was really good at punching you in the face. 
Really? I thought he'd work the body a lot. No, he was a he was a headhunter. <laughs> <laughs> Poochu Enoughis. Hey, for all, I think it was, I made him from Senegal or something, so it made it, you know, like, make sense that it was a weird name that would sound weird. <laughs> Poonchu, the headhunter, in the face! Yes, I think his nickname was actually the headhunter. <laughs> it was yes. like, a uh, friend of the show, Adam, he has named, he named a character from one of the, the Elder Scrolls games, I Take Your Stuff. <laughs> I Take Your Stuff. Which is, which is up there. I mean, that's, that's another one of those great names and naming history moments. <laughs> That's a that's I think about it, I think about it in video games naming name tangent continued. Um, how many times I've like I've like belabored over what I'm gonna name my character in games where your name is never said. Right. Right. Like, ever. 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 What? Like in in every Elder Scrolls game to this point, they either call you something else because you know you're now you're now the the Dova King, right? So it doesn't matter what you name yourself. You could name yourself Slap the Keyboard twice. And you could name yourself E. Hudson. You could, anything you want. You could open a haberdashery if you wanted to. But nobody's ever going to say it out loud. And, and I'll just sit there like starting, starting my first Skyrim character just like, oh my gosh, okay, okay. If I'm going to be this race, I'm going to fight, the, like, I'm going to use these weapons. What, what do I name myself? What do... What's the name? What's the name gonna be? You need a name. Ge- you need more name generators in your life, man. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, because I will spend. And it's nothing crazy. I don't want to make it sound like I don't play the game for twelve hours as I wait to come up with a name. But you pace back and forth in the living room. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting texts from all my friends like, "I beat the first boss, dude. Where are you?" And I'm like, "I can't name myself." <laughs> I want to no. play Fallout seventy six, but I don't know what to name myself. I don't know the name. No. That I get like, I'll just think about it for minutes. You know, It'll, I'll spend five or six minutes like, uh, Kevin, no, Kyle, no, Carl. Stop thinking of K's, Alex. Uh, Carl starts with a C. Yeah, you're like, ha ha. No, that, that's just funny to me. That like, you have hilarious names that that make up, and I'm over here like, oh, I got to think of a perfectly applicable normal name for this guy because he's a white dude. Uh, Daryl. No, I hate it. Immediate <laughs> Like that was a, what's nice. You just pick a letter and then you just go with it. <laughs> oh yeah, stare at the keyboard, and then I and then I always I always think to myself, I'm like, all right, T T T. No, I've used T too many times. A different letter, R R R. So I don't know if you've had the opportunity. I, I wrote a few pages of a script that we've that we've been working on. Mm-hmm. Um. And I wrote like a little note in there, and I'm just going to tell you what the note is because, you, and when you see it again, you'll laugh because it is funny. I'll still laugh, I, yeah, yeah. I was I was doing voice to text, and I had never done it before, and so like I was caught up in the novelty of this, moment, and I'm just going, yeah, like this is awesome. And then this happens, and then she yells out the name of her husband, uh, Steve, <laughs> just like. Steve. Just, just like that and so i start laughing and i look down and i see it's still recording and i'm like just want you to know how hard it was like i panicked and just yelled the name steve as loud as i could i'm not married to the name steve but i needed to get past that so it would continue recording (laughs) (laughs) i was like I'm still, I'm definitely, I know that when I read it, I'm going to laugh because I'll re- remember this moment. And also, as you said, it's funny. But had I gone into that cold, I probably would have, like, I, I would have, I would have been done. I would have laughed so hard for You're a like, long well, I, time. I only read two, two of the pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I got to the part where you explained you weren't married to Steve. But, and oh, I, she is. I, I stopped. <laughs> My side hurt so bad that I had to sit down or lay down and massage it out because I cramped up. It was so funny. It was Johnny Ball Game. Johnny Ball Still Ball Game. Still Ball Game. Alert. So let's let's discuss for one quick second. One quick second, you say. The the, the ball game of this upcoming weekend. Nah man. No? That, no, there I got too many bad words for that. Ooh. I, I wanted to know where you'd go because 
because for those who know, you know, and for those who don't, that's fine. But I wanted to see, yeah, I figured, I thought this was a possible outcome. In my brain, I played through this scenario here. <laughs> there's, there's too much, too much venom. There's too much venom. <laughs> In my system for, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm turning into Dusty Road. How, like, how passionate I'm getting over here, Daddy. Because <laughs> I was, in, in, in the thought before I asked that question was, there's one of two things. One, this, or the other option was you go full. Like, Immediately fly off the handle. No, no, no. I was going full, like, journalistic integrity of just by the numbers, X's and O's. I think that. The, this quarterback is better than this quarterback, and because of this, they will. Be because just, Herbert is better than than Browning. I mean, yes, my of I've I've taken. <laughs> See, yes, okay, that's where I thought I was like he's either gonna break it down for me like he's writing an article, or he's gonna lose his mind with rage, which rhymes froth <laughs> with rage. We we'll do we'll do a we'll do a recap we'll do a recap on one of the shows. We won't do a a, a pre cap. Ah, uh, fair enough. No, uh, that's fair. <laughs> to, be, to be fair. To be fair. Oh. All right. Well, we're hey, you know these people. Mm-hmm. They could have been anywhere in the world, but they're here with us. We appreciate that. Make sure you are engaging with us on all of our social media outlets, not just some of them, because we got some good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're funny guys. We're collective heads of knuckle to be sure, but we have good ideas. So <laughs> check that out. We are all over the internet. Anywhere podcasts are available. Check us out. Check out Ruthless Aggression Podcast. They got some more stuff coming up. The our sister cast. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that's all good, man. So for this episode, this edition of my show with Alex and Jake, good night, universe. Mm-hmm.